what's going on guys we have another week of programming to go over this is going to be week two of july that is the 11th through the 16th so this is the second week we are also on these themes which are gymnastics for the electricity discipline plumbing for the system barbell for the virtuosity classics for the fun so crossfit classics and then upper body pole rings and neurological and core for your assessments. So we'll see a little bit of all of that throughout the week and then some other stuff um, as well. So of course, upper body pull is the progression. So we have our second week. We're just going down by one rep until we get to singles, of course, for the assessment for the, the uh, <clears throat> that highest level, um, which they will be going for a one rep max uh, weighted pull up, but everyone else's levels uh, will correlate to their assessment at the end of the month in this uh, strength session. Then we have some back squats on Thursday and then handstand push-up work on Saturday, hitting that electricity discipline of gymnastics, making sure that we're adding in a few of those elements into the strength. We also have neurological and core here in the extra credit and rings in the extra credit. So just working on those particular aspects so that the assessment is a little bit more of a lock for the um, you know level up there. Uh, if we're not touching, particularly with double unders and, and also ring dips because of the balance, if we're not doing some light touches throughout the month before we get into that assessment, uh, it's a lot harder to hit that level up, even if you have progressed in overall strength and, and fitness, right? So we wanna make sure we're practicing those skills before getting into uh, the assessments. So let's go ahead and hop into Monday. So Monday, we have a pretty cool workout. It's mostly barbell complex work. Um, actually, it's not mostly. It is barbell complex, basically, for 18 minutes with a 30-second rest in between. Of course, we are going to warm up first. So we are accumulating 30 RDLs, one-minute mountain climbers, 30 med ball squats, one minute of bodybuilders, 30 med ball presses, and then one minute of lizard stretch on each side before we get into clean progressions and then building up to our workout weight and practicing each of the other movements. So deadlift and front squat, um, not something we have to spend too much time on because those are pretty fundamental movements that we are doing almost every week. But just a light touch there, make sure everyone's technique is looking very solid and we don't overlook those because uh, we're always focusing on the power clean, right? So again, this workout is barbell only deadlifts power cleans and front squats the system is going to be breathe and burn levels considerations will be weightlifting and that is actually it we had wall balls in this workout prior and then we changed it uh, to be just barbell so that's why the api was still lingering in there um, and then the goal here seven plus rounds workout is called cold fish and the workout is 18 minutes 12 deadlifts nine power cleans six front squats at 115.85 with a 30 second rest at the end of each round. Weight will drop to 95.65, then 75.55, then 65.45 and 45.35, and then we go into kettlebell movements for white, kettlebell deadlifts, Russian kettlebell swings, goblet squats, power cleans will turn into hang power cleans for orange and yellow, deadlifts front squats stay exactly the same, obviously except the weight. So with this one, the goal is not necessarily to hit a you know full complex straight through, um, but definitely smooth and consistent within these sets. So 11 deadlifts, and then do your 12th deadlift to start your power cleans. 
wait until your final power clean to start those front squats, obviously. Um, but breaking at eight, ninth power clean into the front squats, uh, just making sure we're keeping it smooth just like that the entire time. So ideally, every round looks the same all the way through, even as we get tired. Uh, power cleans may go into quick singles. That's not the worst idea, but it would be ideal to keep those unbroken and work on that cycling with this moderate weight as opposed to just going the, you know, quote-unquote easy route, uh, dropping to singles. But again, smooth, consistent movement, every rep looking exactly the same, every set looking exactly the same, that's the goal, especially as we get tired, really focusing on that technique. So the energy system descriptor here, breathe and burn, breathing and burning will sharply increase in each round. So as you go through, the legs will start to burn, glutes will start to burn, mostly the, the glutes and hamstrings here because we, you know, we have deadlifts, power cleans. Those are two pretty hinge dominant movements, um, legs a little bit, and then gradually increase over the course of the 18 minutes. So we do, just a preface, we do have a pretty leg heavy week this week. So you will have some people that are a little sore. Um, but that's okay. That's why, you know, that's part of coming to the gym. Uh, some weeks are going to be a little harder on different body parts and different portions, um, than others. So just prefacing that and letting your members know like, Hey, your, your legs might be a little sore this week, but soreness doesn't necessarily mean you can't exercise. That's a whole different conversation. But again, just keep that in mind, um, and let your members know lots and lots of legs this week. So accessory here after that workout is going to be core heavy. Four sets for quality, 30-second Russian twist, 30-second heel taps, 10 paloff presses or paloff presses. I'm not too sure. I pronounce it differently every time uh, I, I say it to someone. Um, but as long as you spell it right, it's all good, right? So that will stay the same for all levels. The only difference will be on the Russian twist if you need to put your feet down to, to stabilize totally fine. And the um, strength of the band or resistance of the band, rather, for the paloff press will... Uh, obviously change as we go down in level. And then extra credit here is glutes, four sets for quality, 15 glute bridges, 10 clamshells. Make sure that glute bridge weight is light enough to hit all 15 unbroken, but definitely heavy enough to feel something. And then clamshells start with no band and then go into a mini band, or you can wrap a regular band around the legs um, to get the same sort of resistance. And that is going to be Monday, Tuesday, Coming up right here, we got our upper body pull progression on Tuesday, so very important. Hopefully a high attending day for you guys so that we can get those level ups at the end of the month. We also have a full body burn workout, everyone's favorite, but we'll start here with a warm-up, 4, 8, 12, 8, 4 of ring rows, bent hollow holds times 2 in seconds, and then dead bugs, so getting us prepared for these pull-ups and just core in general um, for the, the the kipping variations and wall balls to follow. So upper body pull, 15 minutes to do four sets of three weighted pull-ups for the upper levels or the later levels rather. So building up to something pretty heavy but should still be smooth. Again, we want to leave ourselves some room to build into next week and then of course assess at the end of the month. So don't want to max out completely here, but just something heavy and smooth that's challenging for the day. And then as we scale down, it goes into strict pull-ups, pronated negatives, and standing pull-ups with an active hang. Again, just getting us prepared for the level up um, at the end of the month. So 
make sure we're taking this very seriously, make sure we're talking about lat activation, getting our shoulders in the correct position, making sure our entire body is in the correct position to optimize our pulling strength. That way, when we're training, we're building properly, and then we get to the assessment, we've built everything to be in the right position, optimizing lat activation, and it's an easy-peasy level up at the end of July. So then we're going to get into our workout here. Movement review is going to be focused on the chest of our pull-ups, and we have a good amount of time here, so you can allow everyone to practice working through that body awareness on the pull-up bar, particularly in that arch hollow swing because that does translate to several other movements, right? If we end up doing ring muscle-ups, bar muscle-ups, toes to bar, anything where we're on the bar doing gymnastics, kipping variations of movements, you know, that arch hollow is always going to be present. So the more aware even the earlier levels can be, the easier it will be to transition into those when we get into blue, purple, and brown. So it's not just a, you know, going from no body awareness on the pull-up bar to now we're doing kipping pull-ups, right? That's that's a pretty big jump. If you can build up this arch hollow swing early when we're still learning how to, you know, control our body, still learning how to do basic fundamental movements, and I think this would be categorized as a basic fundamental movement, then that transition, super easy into kipping pull-ups as long as the prerequisite strength is there. With whatever time you have left, you can go over wall balls, and this is Another thing we kind of take for granted, wall balls, because we're doing them all the time. They're in an assessment. They usually come up in the open every year. They come up in workouts all the time, but not many people are super efficient at them, and it does help quite a bit if you're efficient. Makes it not as miserable, because wall balls can be one of those miserable movements, but if we're able to smoothly squat and transition into an easy push press, it, it makes all the difference, and just get into the right rhythm, right? So the workout here is going to be a full body burn workout. Levels considerations is upper body pull and API. The goal here is sub eight minutes and the workout is turn the page. So we have four time, 15, 12, nine chest of our pull-ups with 25 wall balls in between those sets. Chest of our pull-ups drop to regular pull-ups and then we go to jumping variations and switch to 21, 15, nine for those levels because the jumping variations are quite a bit easier. Wall balls will stay the same weight, but drop in reps from brown to purple, and then drop in reps and weight as we go down. Orange, yellow, and white will be doing air squats. So this one, pretty much your standard full body burn workout. Put the pedal down, get uncomfortable, and try to keep everything unbroken. So with the chest of our pull-ups, um, that can be a little difficult because of how technically demanding they are, but... Do your best. If you feel like you have to break eight and seven, maybe five, five, five in the first round, that's fine. As long as we're keeping things moving, we don't have long breaks in between where we're losing that full body burn feeling because we do need continuous effort to get this uh, system, hit this system optimally. Wall balls, again, unbroken or quick sets. We want to keep that intensity high for a sustained amount of time. So breaking it up too much with too long a rest will take you out of that. That goes for all levels. That's why we scale it the way we do it so people can maintain that intensity, can get to that feeling, uh, can put that stress on their body. So make sure if we are kind of in between, but pull-ups, you can't really do more than three at a time. We should probably go to the jumping variation so that we can hit that full body burn. So system descriptor here, burning and breathing will rapidly increase from the start and peak during your final set of wall balls with some major discomfort. So there's something to look forward to there. Um, 
And again, we are searching for that major discomfort. That is not, this is not something we want to avoid. So our extra credit here, we have mobility and stability, four sets for quality, five wall, wall squats at five, 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 15 to 20 second spring ankle holds, and then 30 second arch body hold. So that'll round out your Tuesday and bring us into Wednesday here. So Wednesday, we have a fairly long workout with some double unders and ring dips. Again, kind of still harping on that gymnastics electricity discipline for the month with those ring dips and just another touch before we get to our assessment at the end of the month. Uh, we got seven minutes here in our warm up, 10 box push ups, 30 second doorway stretch, 10 kettlebell deadlifts, and then 30 second pigeon stretch on each side. So, just general warm up getting us prepared for this workout, uh, getting the body moving a little bit, getting us sweating a little bit. Movement review is going to be review and practice double under. So that's why we don't really have any um, double under or calf stuff in the warm up because we will get into that pretty deep in the movement review. So if you guys are ever looking at the warm up and then looking at the workout and wondering why there isn't something in the warm up for a particular movement, generally that's because it's in the movement review and prep. So we want to take a deeper dive into that movement. So we save that portion of the warm up for down here. So sometimes our warm ups aren't just 10 minutes, it's actually 25 minutes going into the prep. Uh, just keeping that in mind if you're just taking a quick glance at the day. So the review and practice double unders here, starting with single unders then going to some single under variations to work on just proprioception and, and, and some, not proprioception, I don't think that's the right word, uh, hand-eye coordination and just switching up the rhythm uh, between the hands and the feet, because that is a big issue going from single unders to double unders. So we're kind of bridging that gap with these movements. Uh, and proprioception sounded good, but that's definitely not the right word. <laughs> definitely not the right word uh, for this. Um, and then we have review ring dips in remaining time. And you should have about five minutes to do that at the very end. Of course, we have bodybuilders in there as well. So a quick review on those, just making sure everyone's hips don't um, drop too far to the ground. We don't want to have a ton of movement in the spine on those, especially over 10 rounds. So getting into this workout system is breathe and burn levels. Considerations are rings, API and neurological and core, just neuro for those double unders. And the goal here is sub 20 minutes. So that's how much time we have for the workout. That's how much time it should take to finish that, that amount of time or less. We got 10 rounds for time, six or four ring dips, 12 bodybuilders and 36 doubles. Ring dips will drop into push-ups and box push-ups. Bodybuilders will drop in reps, but not by too much. And double-unders will switch to single-unders as usual. So with this round and, or this type of workout with this many rounds, the goal is to start smooth and end smooth. So don't go too hot out of the gate with super fast, unbroken ring dips right into as fast as you can. Bodybuilders right into as fast as you can. Double-unders, that will last about three rounds, and then you'll have a big crash. And even if you slow it down a little bit, that's probably not enough to help you to allow you to sustain for 10 rounds. So start off a lot slower than you think you should. A couple deep breaths before you get into the double unders, a couple deep breaths before you get into the bodybuilders, and then you can adjust from there. But you, this is not a workout where you want to start off hot because over 10 rounds, right? If you start off hot and blow it within the first two or three rounds, you have seven rounds to drag yourself through. So start off slow. If by round four, you're thinking this is super easy, then you slowly pick up the pace and finish smooth and fast. You don't want to do it the other way around. 
So our system descriptor here, breathe and burn breathing, will increase in the first few rounds and then level out for the remainder. Burning mostly in the upper body push muscles will gradually build in the 10 rounds. And the reason the breathing will kind of level off is because of those ring dips. So if we had something that was a little bit easier to get into and you didn't have to think about it, the breathing would continue to steadily rise. But because we will slowly uh, start to take a longer break before the ring dips, um, right? As we go, the ring dips will fatigue a little bit. Those are a pretty sharp movement. You'll probably take a few extra seconds. So the heart rate will uh, not continue to rise. You'll kind of have that quick break at the end of every round. So then getting into the accessory here, we got four sets for quality, 10 wall slides, 15 a second isometric ring row hold, and then 10 lying external rotations. That stays the same for all levels. The only thing that will probably change is the weight on the external rotations. Make sure that's still pretty light for everyone. But as long as we can get through full range of motion smoothly, you can use whatever weight you want. And then the angle of the isometric ring row hold will change for all the levels. We want to be able to maintain the, the scaps down and the elbows back so that we're, we're holding with the lats and we're not holding with the traps or, or biceps. So adjust your feet as needed. We don't necessarily want to pull our shoulder blades all the way back and down. What happens when you pull your shoulder blades back? is you're shortening the lat and not allowing it to activate fully. So just pulling the shoulders down and driving the elbow down and back towards the hip, you'll get those lats nice and fired up. And that's what we want in those ring row holds. So extra credit is going to be neurological and core work, just kind of doubling up on the double unders while we've already gone over them and done them in a workout. We got four sets, 35 sit-ups, and then AMRAP unbroken double unders. You can slot this in at any time throughout the week. So if someone doesn't show up on this day, but they still want to work on their neurological and core, you got this in your back pocket. You can give it to them at any time. So that is Thursday or Wednesday. We're getting into Thursday now. So starting with our back squats in the strength, and then we have a bodybuilding slash deep burn workout after that. So again, talked about how heavy it is on the legs before. This is adding two that. Um, but again, a good week overall. Sometimes your legs are going to be sore. Sometimes your upper body is going to be more sore. It just depends on the, the flow of the week, right? Um, but just make sure you're letting everyone know their legs may be tore up this week. So we got four rounds for the warm-up, 15 air squats, 10 barbell. I was going to say bodybuilder because sometimes we use that notation too. Uh, barbell, good mornings. You can start with a PVC pipe, but later levels should be using the barbell five tuck-ups and 30-second couch stretch on each side. And then we're going to get into our back squats. So we got 15 minutes to build sets of five here for brown and purple. And then we're accumulating sets of five for blue, orange, and then sets of eight for yellow, goblet squats for white. So getting into our workout here, starting with the prep, we're going to review front step lunges and toes to bar. So front step lunges, mostly foot positioning, um, and knee positioning as you get to the bottom, toes to bar, shoulder, lat activation to help you get through those toes to bar. So this workout is going to be a bodybuilding and deep burn workout slash deep burn workout, uh, levels, consideration, squat, endurance, and neurological and core, just the core there for the toes to bar and sit-ups. 160 plus reps is the goal, but because of how we're scoring this and the variations, uh, there will be a wide range of reps for this based on how quickly someone can do air squats and ab mat sit-ups. And obviously, since that is the 
uh, same from white all the way to brown. There's no real scale for those. Um, the, the scores will reflect that as we get into the later levels. Uh, but the workout is called dry firing, and it is three rounds for reps, starting with two minutes of 16 front step lunges and AMRAP air squats with the remaining time, resting one minute, and then we have two minutes, 15 toes to bar and AMRAP ab mat sit-ups with the remaining time and another one minute rest before starting it all over again with the front step lunges. So front step lunges will scale in weight as we go down, starting with 95-65 barbell in the front rack, and then going all the way down to goblet squats or goblet front step lunges and goblet squats for yellow and white. Toes to bar will go into strict leg raises and knee raises, then into tuck ups for the earliest levels. Ab mat sit ups and air squats stay the same. So with this one, we want to make sure that we are moving smooth and consistent through the front step lunges, not too quickly because we don't want to build up too much of a burn in that initial set because we have those sit-ups. You will get a nice burn going for sure with 16 reps, but the faster you go, the denser that burn will be, and then you get into air squats and it just you know skyrockets from there. So we kind of want to ease into the air squats, and then you can move smooth and consistent through those air squats ideally non-stop for the remaining time, but if you have to quickly shake your legs out, that's fine. We just don't want to have too much downtime because two minutes is not uh, a lot of time to begin with. Same thing with the toes to bar. If you can go unbroken, that's ideal, but don't go too deep too early. So if you need to break at eight real quick, just to keep that burn down in the core, then absolutely do that. Um, whatever will optimize this AMRAP of at mat sit-ups. And again, just like the air squats, we should be moving smooth and consistent through the remaining time. Not too fast in the early rounds. We don't want to go, you know, full uh, cramping in the abdominals on that first set. So save that for the final round. Um, ideally, the AMRAP stays pretty close to the same in the first two rounds, and then you get a few extra in that last round. But that's going to depend on um, how deep that burn is in the initial rounds. So levels considered or not levels considerations, rather the system description here, bodybuilding burning will increase quickly within the two minutes and gradually increase overall across the rounds. You will have some breathing in there because of the AMRAP and how quickly you're moving, but the two minutes um, kind of limits the, uh, the effect of that breathing. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. You will be very worried though about uh, the burning going on in your legs and your abs. Extra credit here, we have hip and knee prehab, four sets of 10 Cossack squats, eight Peterson step-ups on each side. Uh, I would use no weight for this since we already have a pretty leg-heavy week. This is mostly so you're feeling better, you know, towards the end of the week after all the leg stuff we've been doing. So that is Thursday. Moving into Friday here, so Friday we have a partner workout with rowing, dumbbell snatches, and box jumps. So warm-up will reflect that. Two minute on the rower, five minutes, 30 single unders, 15 dumbbell swings, 10 leg swings each side each way, and then 20 calf raises. So that'll get us started here, getting us ready for all of the movements. And then movement review is going to be rowing. So we have 30-second legs only, 30-second arms only, 30-second with a pause at the top. So after you've Finish your pull, pausing in that top position, and then resetting, and then one minute on the row. So you'll do this with your partner. So each person will do the 30 second, 30 second, 30 second, 30 second, 30 second. Then each partner will do a one minute row 
without any stipulations to finish. And then with whatever time we have left, you're reviewing dumbbell snatches and box jumps. So the workout is a heavy breathing workout. Levels considerations are kettlebell and API. Goal is sub 25. Workout is counting chickens. And the workout is four time in partners. 2K row buy-in and then 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 of dumbbell snatches and box jumps. So you can split the row up however you want. You can split your reps up however you want. On the row, I would probably stick to 500 meters at a time just so you can get going and get a rhythm, but it's not so much that, you know, you're, you're completely fatigued getting into the workout. So 500 meters at a time at a pretty brisk pace, obviously not PR pace, but maybe at a 1K or 2K PR pace would be ideal. Um, you'll get a good, good amount of rest while your partner's doing their 500. So should be pretty sustainable and should ease you in to this 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. I would break the dumbbell snatches up into as big of sets as possible. So again, you can get into a rhythm, but not so big that we start to dip into fatigue too much. So kind of gauge that early on. You'll probably be able to tell in the warm up where those reps, uh, rep breaks should be. With the box jumps, I would alternate reps. So one rep at a time, just standing on either side of the box. You can split it up into sets of five or 10, however you want, but the most efficient will be alternating back and forth. Um, scaling real quick, row doesn't drop until we get to yellow and white. So it's 2K for everyone until we get to yellow and white where it's 1.5 and then 1K. Dumbbell snatch weight will drop as we go down. Box jumps drop in height and then turn into step ups. And then we drop off the 50 round rep or the 50 rep round uh, for white so that the volume's a little bit less and they can uh, maintain a good tempo. So energy system descriptor here, heavy breathing. Breathing will come in waves as you work and will slightly recover as you rest. So this one is a little bit different than our normal workouts because it is in partners, right? Uh, but the breathing will be elevated throughout. You'll just have spikes or peaks and valleys um, because of the switching of work. Uh, Quick note here, you can run one mile if rowers are limited and that can be split however you want. So if you have a, a kind of a course that you do that runs past the back door, front door, however you do it, they can split it up into 400 meters at a time, 200 meters at a time, 800 meters at a time, however they wanna do it, just like they would with the row. So extra credit here, we do have rings. So this is one of our ring touches for the week. So we're doing four, three, two, one weighted ring dips for the highest or latest levels. And then we have strict ring dips below that and then assisted ring dips below that. You can work on just holds at the top of the rings if that is your assessment, um, but that can be done at any time throughout the week as well. So keep this in your back pocket in case you have someone that is uh, you know, letting you know that they want to for sure level up their rings at the end of the month, then you can hand them this, tell them to do this after class, and that will get them one step closer to that level up. So let's roll right into our final day of the week here. So starting today with that electricity discipline, gymnastics, uh, handstand push-ups, or just handstands in general, working on our stability overhead and awareness in that upside-down position. Um, of course, before we get too deep into that, let's get to the warm up. So we got 10 scat pushups to down dog, 20 second classic tricep and lat stretch, definitely directly getting us ready for handstand pushups and then three rounds, 16 rear step lunges, and then 30 second seated quad stretch. 
So again, getting into this handstand uh, variation day, we have either strict handstands for purple and brown, and then it gets into pike handstands for the earlier levels. You can use an ab mat if you are purple um, or if you're blue and you want to work on maybe a single strict handstand push-up just to get get used to that completely unsupported uh, inverted position. You absolutely can. That ab mat is there for safety, but don't get too comfortable with it. You don't want to be slamming your head down on the ab mat. I'm sure you guys have seen that many times. That is not what it's there for. It's more there for just in case you kind of can't support yourself anymore and you have to settle. You know, it's not, you're not slamming your head onto bare rubber or wood floors. So don't use that ab mat as a crutch or a spring out of the bottom. That is a horrible idea. Um, even, you know, you'll see high level athletes doing that even, uh, but we don't want to do that. You know, quality of movement control is our top priority. And then we got piked handstand pushups after the strict hand, handstand pushups, regardless, just to make sure we're getting those reps in for the shoulders, building uh, the foundation to be able to do more strict handstand pushups. Um, and then the variation goes to piked handstand pushups first into a handstand hold, just working on the stability and awareness while we are inverted. So then getting into our workout, we have some more gymnastic stuff to do. So again, hitting that gymnastics, electricity discipline, we're going to spend 13 minutes reviewing and practicing rope climbs. That's why we did our rear step lunges. Uh, we also just wanted to move the legs a little bit again after a rough week on the legs, but you do need your legs and mobility in those legs for the rope climbs. So review the footholds and have everyone attempt a pull or two. So we don't want them to get, want them to get too high off the ground, right? Especially if they're an earlier level. So even if they're moving pretty well up the rope, I wouldn't allow an orange, yellow, or white athlete to get all the way to the top because it is a whole nother monster getting down right? And you don't want anyone to leave with burned hands, hurt elbows, hurt shoulders, or, you know, worse comes to worse, they fall off the rope. And, and that sucks too. We don't want to have any of that happen. So be very safe in the rope climb review. Um, you know, couple pulls, few feet off the ground, then drop back down for safety. So system here is going to be muscular burn. Levels considerations will be upper body pull, upper body push, and neurological and core. Only core on this one for the L-sits. The workout is tree line and it's 12 minutes EMOM, a 12 minute EMOM rather, alternating between two rope climbs, 20 foot handstand walks and an AMRAP of L-sits in 40 seconds. So giving you a 20 second buffer there. Um, levels will dictate this one heavily because only Brown will be doing rope climbs. Then we go to strict pull-ups and ring rows for the remaining levels, handstand walks, will drop into wall walks and then inchworms and then L-sit drops into hollow holds and bent hollow holds uh, for the remaining levels. So this is going to be mostly quality. We're not in too big of a hurry because we are in an EMOM, right? We do have plenty of rest after each movement. So two rope climbs, nice and smooth, takes about 30, 40 seconds. Strict pull-ups, ring rows, maybe even a little bit less than that. The second one is probably what will run closest to the minute. If we're doing three, two wall walks, three wall walks, or a handstand walk of 20 feet, that'll probably 
get pretty close to that minute. But because it's an AMRAP, LSIT, or hollow hold, that's fine. We don't need to be in too big of a hurry getting back into that position. So again, quality is our priority. If at any point you are doing these movements and you feel like you're losing your quality, just drop to a lower variation, work on correct muscle activation and correct positioning. Don't try to push through just to push through because it says that on the TV, right? There's no point in doing that. You're just gonna either get yourself hurt or create some bad habits. So if at any point that quality drops even a little bit, just drop to a lower variation. So energy system descriptor here, muscular burn. Burning will slowly, will increase slowly over the rounds, but will never get to the point of muscular failure or even close. So generally in muscular burn workouts, we have that gradual build until there's kind of a breaking point. That's the point of most muscular burn workouts. But because we have this EMOM kind of dictating the pace, we'll never get to that point in this workout. So note here, adjust order of EMOM as needed so that everyone can use the appropriate implement. So if you're limited on ropes, but you got a bunch of Browns in the class, you can just shuffle things around so that everyone is able to use the rope. Same thing if you have a handstand walking area and there's too many people, you know, shuffle some things around. So extra credit here is going to be breathe and mobilize. We got 10 minutes on the rower, nice and easy. Then three minute pec smash, three minute doorway stretch, three minute extended child's pose to round out the week. So that will be the second week of July ton of fun stuff coming up of course assessments coming up at the end of the month if you guys have any questions comments concerns please post it in the group and also in the survey very important that you fill out the survey otherwise we don't know how we can serve you guys better we're not going to go based off a few of facebook posts a single facebook post or you know anything like that a single message but if we do see consistent feedback in the survey then we can make um, some pretty meaningful changes to the programming. Again, this is all to serve you guys and your members, not to serve us. So the more feedback we get, the more consistent feedback we get, the better this product will be for you. So if, again, questions, comments, concerns in the group and in the survey. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week.